Five. We're going to start the podcast, right? Five, four, three, two. Hey, everybody. Is that, is that a Muppet? Is that... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it... Well, it's certainly not Kermit. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> is it Cookie Monster? No. Is it Elmo? Uh, no. Is it Big Bird? You're uh, in the wrong show. <laughs> is it Trash Can Sal? You're... That's disgusting. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Trash Can Sal. Trash cats. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something way inappropriate. Well, I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> no, I'm Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> oh, I'm unfamiliar. I, th- I don't know if that's a Muppet or not. That just feels like I. I didn't really watch the Muppets growing up, and I didn't really watch Sesame Street, so I have very little. Are those the same? Are Sesame Street Muppets? Yes, technically. Okay. Technically, so. Sesame Street are Muppets. Um, but I think it's more complicated than that. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I couldn't tell you. Are they part of the Muppet cinematic universe? Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's all I really needed to know, I guess. How you been? Tell, tell everyone. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I've been good. Um, I... I've been getting a lot of cabin fever recently because I don't know if you know this, Matthew, but I've been inside for the vast majority of the past year. Um, And I'm thinking this might be a unique circumstance to me personally, but, Hmm. you know, kind of wacky. That's why, why wouldn't you just simply go outside? Yeah. You know, I've thought about that, but there's a lot of things going on at the moment Hmm. that make it difficult to go outside. Um, I kind of realized the other day that like, so I started full-time work back in August Mm -hmm. um, as a, as a big adult boy graduated from college. Mm -hmm. I have a degree. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I realized that like, I don't have any obligations on the weekends. Okay. If I wanted to, I could just take a Friday off and go on a trip somewhere. Disappear. Disappear. Not disappear, disappear, but I could just like go. I I've been thinking about the idea of like going and taking a weekend in the woods. Okay. Not like in the woods, woods, and not like tent camping or whatever, but like getting a cabin or something, and just near like a park or hiking trails or wherever, and just like keeping my phone in the car. And doing some reading and some writing and just like hiking and hanging out in the woods. I feel like that would be a very nice thing to do. So like, I don't know why I didn't realize that I can just take vacations whenever I want, but I can. The cool thing about being an an adult is you can just leave when you want to. Yeah. You can just run away from your problems. Uh, As beautiful account DeSharezone once said, if it sucks... Hit the bricks. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh man, my job really sucks. Uh, quit. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's weird. Uh, 
not becoming an adult, but having a full-time job in the time that you can't do anything outside for the first time. Because I'm like, oh, I was thinking when I was still in school, like, I don't really want to have a full-time job, but I guess it'll be nice because I won't have to do, like, homework on the weekends or, you know, other projects or, like, school club stuff or whatever. And I don't. But I also can't do anything else. So I'm slowly exploring the, like, oh, I can just, like, go do stuff on the weekends and evenings. The thing about The thing about corporate America is that the longer you work, the more that becomes not true. That you don't have your nights and weekends free? Yeah. Eventually, you're going to be plugging things into a spreadsheet Saturday night, and uh, that's going to be your life. I will leave my job if that happens. A hundred percent. Men, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a weird work culture in the United States that we could do like a 12-part series on, but neither of us are qualified to. Um, But like, it is so wacky to me how people are willing, once you're like salaried, so you're not hourly, you're just like paid Mm -hmm. the same wage every week and you don't have to log hours. It's so wacky to me that people will like willingly work a stupid amount of overtime that they're not getting compensated for. I, like if you have a if you have a big project or something, and it's like very meaningful and it's like not going to be a regular thing, I totally get it. But it's so silly to me to work more than forty hours a week. Should if be you illegal. don't have to. Yeah, I mean you should be, you should have to be getting paid overtime on that. And that is a state by state thing. I think some states do require, but um, I'm not sure. I think Pennsylvania does not which is where I am. Yeah, it sucks big time. Um, people should never work a 60-hour work week. No, that's there's even all these studies. I did a couple projects uh, and papers in college about like American work culture, and it's fascinating the research that's been done that like even working just like a 40-hour office week makes you I think like 33 more percent more susceptible to like heart disease and like long-term chronic illness Mm -hmm. in general. So like just doing the minimum of what you're expected to do Mm -hmm. as an American adult is correlated with like incredibly negative health outcomes. Do you want to hear my like take? My take is not my take. It's just something that I think I've seen other people articulate pretty well. And that is that we have, it's weird because it feels like we're still in a transition time where we now have technology that allows people to be more productive, um, like the internet, email. Those things mm-hmm. are actually relatively new in the business world. Like, right. go back 30, 40 years, and, and you know, everything was done by paper and stuff like that. So the potential for productivity has gone up, but the quality of work has gone down because people are expected to do more, I feel like. Well, it's interesting because in terms of like raw output, you're absolutely correct, but they actually do track productivity. Um, I forget how it's measured, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which is the United States body for, you guessed it, labor statistics, uh, tracks these things. And it's fascinating, equal parts fascinating and frustrating to see a graph of productivity over time, which goes up basically the same percentage each year mm-hmm. over last year, and then pay, like at wages. Mm-hmm. And like productivity shooting way up and wages are not even keeping up with cost of living. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, 
productivity going up means that people get like an office job. You get more done in less time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're using your time well necessarily or that you're using all of your time for productive reasons. Like I just think like it's kind of crazy that people how much time in my experience I've seen people spend in office settings not working. Yeah. Like and it's it's weird because it's the mentality like you have to be here for these hours, but you can kind of screw around. Like I know so many people uh, even in places that I've worked in offices that would just like walk around for like an hour or two a day and just like talk to other people like management would do this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting to me that like we all have to be here for eight hours, but there's kind of like this implicit like we're not actually working for eight hours. There's a fascinating study out of full time. So 40 hour minimum mm-hmm. employed Americans. How many hours per day do you think the average American does productive work? Four. Three and a half. Three and a half was the number. There was a Bureau of Labor Statistics, like huge widespread survey, I think, in the late 2000s. Oh, why are we why are we sitting around for eight hours a day, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then people are still working super late, um, killing themselves to, like, meet deadlines on things. And they're probably not even getting paid extra for it. Nope. So, yeah, it's so wacky. And it's it's frustrating to see because I can, like, <laughs> like rattle off the names of studies of places or companies that switch to four-day work weeks for a while of eight-hour days mm-hmm. or switch to six-hour days just every day, Monday through Friday. And obviously the total time worked went down productivity from the 40 hour week remained constant Mm -hmm. or like slightly increased in basically every study. So it's like you think about at the turn of the 20th century when the labor movement was invested in 888, eight hours of work, eight hours of leisure, eight hours of sleep Mm -hmm. and how far we've come with technology and having things automated for us. And we're still in this like archaic mindset that we need to be sitting at the desk for eight hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's my labor soapbox for the the evening. The, uh, the sad thing is that if people worked less hours, they would just get paid less. Right. Not because they should be paid less, but because it would just happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we can't even get a $15 minimum wage in this country, which <laughs> wouldn't even put you. I don't think let's do some napkin math. 15 hours, 40 a week. Let's say 50 weeks a year. Um, yeah. I think so it's you 30 would still to be, 35, maybe 35,000. You would still be below the federal poverty line for a single earner family. Mm-hmm. And we can't even get it. You know, it's not even halfway there in most states. Yeah. Right now. So so wacky. We live in a society. <laughs> Man, you said it. That is wild. It's okay. It's only a matter of time before uh, Pandemic 2 hits us. And this time, it's really deadly. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, funny enough? This is so morbid. Um, when I was in high school... I took economics 
And the teacher, one of my favorite, probably my favorite teacher I've ever had, uh, was our debate coach as well. Great guy who I, you know, have stayed friends with. Um, but he was like, yeah, economics is very like cold and calculating at times. Like one of the best economic events of human history was the Black Plague because Europe's labor supply was oversaturated. And so the labor supply got cut in th uh, like by a third over the course of, you know, however many years or whatever. And that meant that there were now an appropriate amount of jobs for people. Wages could go up. Quality of living could go up because, like, how many millions of Europeans were dead? Just, like, Are you brutally saying cold. that economics is Satan's domain? I'm not saying that it is, but I'm also not denying that. The love of money is the root of all evil. As you we said all, As it. we know. Yeah, it's so wacky. There's so many... No, I'm not going to say that on the show. I don't want that to come back to bite me. Um, mm -hmm. What was I going to say? Never mind. I don't have a thought. That's okay. Money is very silly. I think of, uh, I always think of the parable where Jesus is talking about the guy who like tears down his barns and storehouses and creates even bigger and bigger barns and storehouses to mm -hmm. store all of his goodies and treats. Um to store his pool full of coins that he can dive off of a diving board and swim in. Yeah, I assume that's what, like, I don't know, <laughs> some of the Israelites were doing. Can't wait for the Scrooge McDuck Bible. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of redacteds in Job, I guess. Um, but I think the line is, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you. Which I always think about that. That's metal. Like, that's, I would, <laughs> this is not going to be an episode about uh, hearing more intense homilies, but I would like to, that to be said every once in a while. <laughs> you know? Uh huh. How much if of you uh, aren't, it just, you know, intense homilies are great. I think, like, ca like metal music was like an incredible debt to Catholicism. <laughs> Like an unbelievable <laughs> debt to the Catholic Church, and they don't even realize it. Aren't there like some prominent metal musicians that have converted? I don't know. I feel like I've heard of that before. But yeah, that makes sense. It's to sick. Me. I just like I can't imagine sitting on even a moderate amount of wealth and not constantly thinking like, if my life was demanded of me tonight, what would I be able to say at my judgment? Yeah. Um. Obviously the. It's a little different when you have a family, you know, et cetera. Well, yeah, but you have people to take care of, and, I, you know, I, we're not going to come out and saving think, for <laughs> retirement Jesus or whatever. Like, he's like, you're putting money in your kid's college fund, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, we're, we're, talking, we're talking seven figures and up, two commas. Yeah. <laughs> two commas on this show. Hey. It's a fool who builds his house on sand. Some of these parables, man, I gotta say. They're bangers. They're good. <laughs> I just like, there's so many strong conclusions where you like read it and you're like, damn, I really do be needing to make some changes in my life. Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about homilies again. No. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Don't complain about homilies until you're uh, a priest. Right, that's uh -huh. the rule. I gotta just sit on that. 
here's the thing. When the gospel says it, you can take it. Hey, when the gospel says it, um, and people understand what they're hearing, homily's only going to add so much to those barrels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they get the message across pretty good. Yeah. Jesus was pretty direct. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take a brain surgeon. Uh, you know what we actually did right before this podcast started, Matthew? What do we do? We sent out a, a tweet from the podcast account. Tweet? What? What's tweet? I don't know what tweet is. I'm yeah. not on Twitter. How's that been going for you? <laughs> uh, bliss, blissful. <laughs> um, so the thing is, actually, this is probably not 100% great, but when I went, when I was on Twitter, like Twitter kind of became um, where I heard a lot of news. Um, yeah. Not because like, I think Twitter is good at reporting news, but because I would hear people's reactions to things and then investigate them on my own. Right. Um, so like basically through that, I would come around to seeing most important things on Twitter. However, I've been off Twitter and I haven't seen news and I haven't looked at my news apps and I haven't gone on news websites. So I have no idea what is going on in this country and I've never been happier. It is so nice to be... Like, cause I'm the same way. I don't even have any news apps anymore. If I'm off Twitter, you know, I'm seeing sports updates from ESPN and that's it. <laughs> so like, it is really wild to just like hear about things from like my mom mm-hmm. and that's the only source. So like truly no idea what happens. Yeah. I mean, very peaceful. I feel like, okay. You know, a lot has been said about. I think we've even talked, we talked about it a lot, but the human mind not really being meant to constantly know everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, um, absolutely. We need to know what's going on in our country probably. And you know, like generally what's going on in the world. Um, I think that's probably a good thing, but uh, I'm just saying like the constant news cycle is probably not great. Having a way to check the news regularly, but like, segmented where it's not going to like be a constant in your day is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Like a newspaper or something. What you could, I was going to say you could probably subscribe. Maybe I'll do this when I move out. You could probably subscribe to like just the Sunday editions of a paper. And that would be like a reasonable and normal amount of news to read each week. Yeah. Dude. Imagine if I move out and I have like a porch and I get the Sunday paper I just sit out there. Man, that is a vibe. The only thing missing is that you don't drink coffee. That I would don't, really... but I could I could get a hot chocolate and it would look effectively the same. Or make some, brew some tea or something. I don't know. Get yourself a donut. Oh, you don't have to tell me twice. Man. But anyway, the I guess roundabout, the point I was trying to get to um, is that being off Twitter is kind of nice. Um, hearing some of the stupid crap that's been going on in Catholic Twitter secondhand. Uh, wow. I'm glad I'm not part of that. Hope you guys are having fun. (laughs) I'm super happy. I don't have to comment on anything. Yeah. One of the worst things about Twitter for me personally is that I feel like I always have to put a take out there. 
I don't most of the time, but I'm very prone to like seeing something and being like, "Ugh, I want to say something about this." Mm-hmm. Mostly because I'm a, I'm an external processor and I don't really talk to other people that often about this stuff. So it's it's nice to be able to do that sometimes, but it also like my take doesn't really matter. No, you're not an influencer. You're not a big name. You don't have to no, don't I don't. No one things. is paying me to put out an opinion, so I don't have to have one. I will say there's like if something, I don't think it's bad to put out your opinion. No, I don't think it's like a net evil, but I think doing it constantly is not really healthy, because then you start to get into the mindset of like, oh, I'm putting this out there, so like I need to have an opinion, and you don't. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to put out opinions for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like you want validation, you want people to think you're, you know, so-and-so or, you know, whatever. Right. So given that, we do have a couple questions that are pretty decent. From Twitter. From Twitter. And I'm going to fire them off at you because you are Twitterless. I'm on the hot spot. All right. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I mean, this is, unless they're really hard, then I'm going to (laughs) lie. That's fine. (laughs) Our, Our fans will never know. Okay. Um, Alex at Iowa Catholic says, <clears throat> "Have you ever had a dream that that um that you had uh that you had to you could you do you wit you uh you could do so you do you could you want you wanted him to do so much you could do anything?" Yeah, it was a pretty good. What dream, was that actually. like? Um, well, whew, indescribable. <laughs> It really, you know, one of those experiences. Everyone should have that experience at some point. That's all I'll say. Fair enough. Uh, Our next question comes from friend of the show, Elise. Hello. Orate Pro Me. Orate. Uh, That's how you say that. Orate. Orate. Really? I'm pretty sure. I don't know Latin. Well, this is the issue with Latin is that I only ever see it online. So it's like when you're a kid and you read books. I'm pretty sure T-E is always T-E, but I could be wrong. Or a T from me. Well, someone will correct us. Yep, of course. Um, Her friend Bree asks, how much money is in the whole world? Huh. What do you think? Now that's something to think about. Um, Well, if you open your Bible, it says pretty clearly that there is no economy in heaven. So zero is the correct answer. (laughs) No money. Money? Not real. Here's a question. If you, because we believe in the resurrection of the body. Yeah. What if I get buried with my wallet in my pocket and it's got like a 20 in it? Resurrection of the body. I'll get you this time. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to eat a whole bunch of coins. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put coins in my body. Yeah, that's right. Resurrect this. Then I go straight to hell. That's the... Like, yeah, if you if you eat coins, you go to hell. Also, if you tempt God in that way, I feel like you're... Being... I think it depends on your, your mindset, obviously. I think if... You can't take it with you. All you'll have in heaven is your body. And I'm just sitting here stuffing... <laughs> stuffing... Pencils and (laughs) 
snacks and I don't know what <laughs> into my body in the hopes that when I'm resurrected, I have all of it. You'll be set. Mm-hmm. Dude, I won't, I've got to make sure I have my driver's license. <laughs> like, what if I get carded in heaven? <laughs> yeah, what if, what if uh, St. Peter's actually, I mean, he is the bouncer of heaven. So, like, what if he had asked for some ID? Yeah, there's an updated Bible parable about having a fake ID versus, like, uh, and being thrown out of the party, you know? Something to be said. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude. You said it. <laughs> That'd be very silly. What no, if it's they... like uh, instead of a wedding garment, you know, it's like you get carded. Okay, I'm not going to continue talking about this. What were you going to say? I, I just have a lot of thoughts about um, <laughs> about when you die, what gets taken out of your body. I don't. I guess we can get as gross as we want. Uh... Do, you, do they like clean your stomach out and stuff? Or are they not touching that? <laughs> Like theoretically, if I if I have a couple coins for breakfast, okay, and then I die, mm-hmm. and there's no need for an autopsy or anything, I just passed away. They're no, they're all like, yeah, I saw those him, coins. I saw him eating coins. I think we don't need to really look into this one too much. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, do they do they clear you out? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, we gotta get a mortician on the show. Yeah, because like, okay, so. Are people like, is it normal to be embalmed like ancient Egypt where they take out all your I organs? Think, I mean, people still do that, I think. You can get embalmed. It's just expensive. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, they, they took out the good stuff back mm-hmm. then. But I assume they don't do that anymore. You know about the brain hook? Oh, I love the brain hook. The brain hook is incredible. <clears throat> yeah, just slip that bad boy right up the nose. Pull the brain out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm like i truly have no idea like because i know or at least i think i know that if you die and they just like leave your body for a while like you're gonna poop yourself yeah yeah well yeah of course not even a while i mean it happens pretty quick so like they're cleaning that out of course obviously yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, no doubt but how far Mm, well do they get to the stomach you know i don't know man (laughs) This is why I'm thinking about sneaking some coins in. <laughs> I'm going to slowly, over the course of my dying days, consume every piece of a chess set. <laughs> like, I'm going to be so ready for heaven. <laughs> well, there's your problem. <laughs> like... <laughs> Our guy you ate can't a whole castle chess like set. that. <laughs> That's not legal. <laughs> you just gotta make sure it's like a metal chess set. Yeah, know, it'd be one of the travel way. ones. Yeah. Well, I guess it shouldn't be magnetic because no, I might speed up the process. Oh man, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. All right, here's a little idea I had. What if you um <laughs> you swallow a bag like a really like a resistant bag that can't be like digested? Sure. And inside are little candies. And you have a mm-hmm. little note in there and it says Here's a little treat. Thanks for being a mortician. And... <laughs> oh no. And they go in there. They find a bag of Jolly Ranchers in my stomach. Thanks, guys. 
they eat them, of course. <laughs> it's like, this job must not be any fun, so here you go. So here's, here's a little treat. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm so, I just like, <laughs> how much, are they going to clean out my earwax? I assume, yeah. They really pretty you Do up. they need to? Well, it's weird because like, I mean, I've been to some open casket funerals. I know the business. It does seem like people are like powdered or something. Yeah. So they, they glue your eyes and mouth shut. Right. And your cheeks, of course, get kind of, get kind of sunken. So they mm-hmm. I think they fill out your mouth. Um, sure. And they put like, I wouldn't use the word makeup. I, it's some sort of. Wait, it's some, yeah, basically makeup. Yeah. Um, and they make you look nice. That's the thing. If they're like, if they're gluing my mouth and eyes shut, is that going to have consequences for me in the resurrection? <laughs> like, should I should I specify in my will that I need a traditional Catholic burial, it's, which is to say, not at all. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is like actually a thing, so I don't want to like say too much. But like, I know from pop culture, like some there's some Native American traditions about about the eyes and death. Um, but I don't know enough about it to actually comment on it. But I do think that that's cool, and that's all I gotta say. Do they do anything with them? Just that you need to keep your eyes in your head, like the yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you take my eyes and my head after I die, I'm gonna be pissed off. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah, I don't don't want do that. to have my eyes on a platter. You know, like I'm not a martyr. <laughs> I don't know. Unless I, don't I am that. martyred, in which case, whatever, yeah. fine. But like. If you're not going to martyr me, keep my eyes in my G-dang skull, all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really want to interview a mortician now. There's so many weird death questions I want to ask. Yeah, death is a strange... Uh, like, it's amazing to me how good we are at hiding death. Not yeah, to get, like, bleak, really don't like but, it. like, people die a lot. People die every day. Everyone dies yeah. at least once in their lifetime. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what they say about funeral homes. No. People are just dying to get in. Yeah, I don't think anyone's intention is to go to the funeral home. (laughs) (laughs) My brother used to say that every time we'd pass a funeral home that had, like, a bunch of cars in the lot. Just a classic bit. Yeah, I mean... I think it's hilarious. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I mean, being, being Catholic and being... Personally, pretty invested in the memento mori stuff. I think mm-hmm. I have gotten pretty comfortable with like the concept of dying and death, which is cool. Yeah, um, death is sad. Obviously, not great. We're not pro death. I'll no, come out and say no, that. I'll just go ahead and say that death not great. Honestly, mm-hmm. one of the worst parts of life. <laughs> we're probably. I mean, I think we can say we're against it. One of the top five worst things to ever exist. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the cool thing about death is that it doesn't have any power anymore. It's kind of meaningless. Well, that's the thing is that, like, obviously, I think it's sad if you are here and someone you know dies, of course. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think there is some sort of acknowledgement, even if it doesn't come with the accompanying emotional response, that like not 
the triteness of they are in a better place, but that like truly you can still pray and need to frankly pray for them and that they will intercede for you when they get to heaven. It is my private theological opinion that we're going to be totally blown away by how many people were saved by other people's prayers, like at, at their death. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I have no doubt about that. Actually. I think, um, I think it would be shocking to me. Now, what I will say is I have no grasp on how long people spend in purgatory. And uh, if they spend time there at all, I mean, time there at all. Well, there, yes. Okay. But if they spend, uh, yeah, outside of time key, or whatever, key or being time. how long it feels for them in purgatory. I don't know anything about that. And I am in fear of how long that might be. Yeah. But. I like um, I like the fact that the church uses years as a measurement, not because it literally means the amount of years, um, because it makes it very funny to me when it's like 5,000 years. And I'm like, <laughs> gee, really? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> How was I supposed to figure it out in like 60 to yeah. 80? <laughs> I don't have that kind of time, man. <laughs> like, I got to go to work. <laughs> It's going to take me 10,000 years to figure out how to not be jealous of my neighbor. Come on. Right. The purgatory is so fascinating. And it's just like, it was one of those things for me that I felt like when I grew up, I didn't know a ton about Catholicism mm. um, and I wasn't catechized super well, a but like experience. learning it. Yeah. Many of our listeners will relate. Uh, learning about purgatory just like made so much sense to me yeah like you can't just you can't just send people to hell because they weren't absolutely perfect right when they died yeah and it's not like it's not it has nothing to do with forgiveness of sins no which is what protestants get upset about shout out to our protestant listeners thank you we love you mm -hmm. you're very important to us but it has nothing to do with forgiveness of sins nope it makes sense because like everyone knows that if you do something bad, even if you've been forgiven of it, that there's going to be consequences. Yeah, well, it's like, uh, it's like I think I stole this from Father Harrison. Um, I think he said it on Clerically Speaking at some point. But like, I can punch you in the face, and you can forgive me, and I can be forgiven, but you will still have a black eye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Pretty apt. I think it's also, like, what is hard for me to wrap my brain around is like, that none of it will ever make sense in terms of things being deserved, like in relation to what we do. So like, you know, there are historically Christians that have done a very, very good quote unquote job at being a Christian throughout the course of their life on earth. Mm -hmm. And there are Christians that have done a really terrible job of being Christian for the most part uh, on earth. And both of those are saints. Hey man, uh, which is sick. It's it's called grace. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I I don't understand it, and I forget about it all the time, which makes me anxious. It but is like the gospel. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, it's good news, my friend. Shout out to Grace. <laughs> and I don't know if we have any listeners <laughs> named Grace, but if we do, shout out to you, Grace. If you're a mortician, come on the show. If your name is Grace, <laughs> please write us at uh, 
our email address, which I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wait to DM us at tchillpod on Twitter. Uh-huh. That's easier. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we have any more solid questions? Uh, Reed hits us with a double. So, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Two questions. That's for $10 patrons only. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide. Uh, Reed at Reed M. Broussard asks, when is the next milk episode? Okay. All right. So we've been getting a lot of requests for another milk episode. Like technically there was some milk discussion last week. Yeah. But I mean, I tried to sell that as the milk episode milk too, but fans were not, not really, they are ravenous for another milk episode. They've been, they've been like, <laughs> They've been the DMing me DMs. every day. <laughs> they, Matthew's not even on Twitter, and he can feel the DMs accumulating. They said, do goat milk next. And I'm like, I've never had it. Me but neither. Like, Ship like, us shoot. some goat milk. All right, we'll do a goat milk episode. But we have to drink some first. So you got to give it to us. You got to send us some goat milk in the mail, all right? If you ship us some goat milk, we will review it live on air. Send us an Amazon um, brown envelope, you know, like one of those, you know, shipping packages <laughs> full of goat milk. Filled <laughs> with milk. <laughs> Make sure it's sealed. Obviously, we don't want it leaking. Um, no. Write, be terrible. write goat's milk in big letters on the packaging so that, like, everyone the, the United States Postal Service knows that they have to chill it. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> Chuck a few ice cubes in there. Yeah, you may want you may want to stick one of those like blue freezer, mm-hmm. <laughs> a freezer yeah, pack. Yeah, put one of those in there, um, and we'll drink it and we'll uh, we'll give you our thoughts. Yeah, feel free. Uh, Reed also asks who, what, when, where, why, oh, and how. Huh. Interesting. You have any thoughts on that? Well, who us obviously. Duh. Yeah. Okay. Next question. <laughs> what? Um, beach volleyball. Beach volleyball. When? June. June. Friday night. The first Friday in June. Mm-hmm. Where? Where? Panama City, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Why? Because um, it sounds fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, did you ask how? I did ask how. Huh. Or Reed asked how. I have no clue. I have no idea. By, by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah. Amen. <laughs> Terminally chill fan meetup. You heard it here first. <laughs> Panama City. <laughs> June, whatever. We're playing beach volleyball. Bring there your will be suits, money. folks. <laughs> $64,000 beach volleyball <laughs> tournament. <laughs> Sign up. By uh, backing our Kickstarter beach volleyball <laughs> tournament, <laughs> we have uh, thirty-two spots. You can get them for two thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> Me and Hunter will be playing to win, and oh yeah, we're gonna cheat. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make sure that we get in as many matches as possible, even if we're not scheduled to play. <laughs> We're going to get halfway through the tournament and say, uh, actually, it's a round robin, and uh, we're starting over. <laughs> We've lost <laughs> We're just going to keep going until we win. But yeah. it'll be a lot of fun, and you'll get to 
be in our proximity. I'm not showering, just so you know. I will, but I'll only be using the ocean. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you have it. Um, Let's take one more question. Okay. Sarah Michelle at Catholic underscore love asks, can we launch our trash into space? Now, a little bit of context for you. We didn't, this wasn't a big discourse thing, but there were a couple posts about the idea of launching all of our garbage into space this week. So your thoughts. Look, man, garbage, space. Space is the final trash can. Mm. What do you mean by that? We tried the land. We thought, let's bury this stuff. It Mm -hmm. didn't work. It stinks. Ooh, no, no one wants to live by that. Stinky. We tried the ocean, uh, and a bunch of people got upset. Okay. <laughs> Let's try space. Who's up there? There's no sea turtles up in space. Uh, there's no uh, real estate in space. You can't like there complain about that diocesan. stinky landfill. Technically, yeah. the United States has claimed the moon, I think. Okay, that's Actually, cool. there was a UN agreement in the 60s to say that no one had the moon, but I think we went and claimed it anyway. I could be wrong. Well, the moon's ours, but it's actually the Catholic Church's. There is a diocese, I know that much. Orlando, yep. Yep. They have claimed to the moon. Okay, my point is, we just uh, we can just shoot stuff into space, no consequences. This will never come back to bite us. No. So, uh, yeah, like, hey, you know what? If it burns up in the atmosphere, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? The atmosphere's dirty. Get over it. So that is actually the smarter approach, I think. For whatever reason, space junk is one of the things that at some point in my life I, like, researched for something for school. Okay. It is so expensive to go to space, but if we could theoretically build, like, a very powerful catapult. I've seen, like... um. And, like, this is all sci-fi. But I've seen, like, cool sci-fi. It was, like, space gun. And it was all magnetic-powered. So it was, like, Mm -hmm. shoot it from the bottom of the ocean and it launches into space. Yeah. That would be super cool. Because then if we could do that, we probably wouldn't even have to get to space. It would probably just burn up in the atmosphere. Which I don't think we necessarily want. I don't know what the consequences of that are. Yeah. No, I think it probably needs to make it. definitely cheaper. Um (laughs) Are you familiar with the Great Pacific Garbage Patch? Yeah. You know, the landmass made of garbage. I hate that I think about it so often, but it's literally just out there. I think it's kind of crazy to me that you don't realize that that's my home and that I built a house (laughs) on it. I'm valid. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I live on the garbage patch. Yes, we exist. I'm a garbage patch kid. Wow. Wow. Man, you said it. This is horrifying, though. I'm going to send you this. I've never seen it, like, put on a map. Is it visible from space? Oh, gosh. So much so. Do you know how big it is? I know it is very, very big. Twice the size of Texas. Scroll down in this article a bit to the third image. Okay. The image is um, really blurry. Oh, well, it'll... Oh, I don't have my contacts in. (laughs) <laughs> you just gotta have to zoom in then no it's actually it's it's taken a while to load 
the first show loaded. I see the guys with the boat riding through the garbage patch, which is pretty. The, this this image genuinely has just shocked me. Oh oh oh! No, that is not real. That makes me sick. There's no way that's real. That's not what it looks like from space, but that is the like actual size of it. Are we sure this is not a picture of uh, the Lost World? Are there not? It kind of looks like Australia. Are there dinosaurs on there? That could be dinosaur <laughs> land. Frankly, think of all the species that might be. <laughs> yeah. Weird mutants living on the garbage patch. Yeah, man. That's horrifying. That's insane. Man, you know that is so messed up. This account will never. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not. Gonna... I was gonna say something that could get us into trouble. This account will never contribute to the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Hey, man. We I all promise have. you that if if I throw crap in the ocean, it will be the Atlantic. Hey, man. Good job. And that's a promise, dude. The Atlantic has Florida. It doesn't need you. <laughs> Florida is a beautiful state. Florida is warm. I have family down there. <laughs> I like Florida. The beaches on the Gulf side are pretty good. It, I make no mistake, the people are horrifying. Wait, I've never been Besides to the beaches my family. On the Gulf. People just told me that the beaches on the Gulf side are good. I've been the only Gulf beaches I've been on are in Louisiana and those aren't those are not a hot shake. I'm just I'll just be honest. I think I've been on exclusively <laughs> Gulf beaches. Actually, I mean, and, no, no. On the Gulf. When I was a kid, I lived in in uh, Texas and I was able to hit a few of those. But there you nice. go. Good beaches, good places. Hey, I was. I mean, I like the speaking beach. of geography. I'm not a big beach guy, but I okay. So I put on sunscreen for like an hour, twice a day. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But the part where I'm just kind of sitting on the beach or like walking on the beach or like sitting with my toes in the water, that's pretty nice. I just have such a strong aversion to like feeling sticky. Yeah. So oh, dude. Sun- I just hate sunscreen. <laughs> and by 2030, the oceans will be sticky from all the gross uh, sugars we're pouring in there. One big pile of jello. Yep. That's the dream. What if the ocean was like soda and it like made you feel really sticky? I. I genuinely can't even fathom what that would be like <laughs> to like swim in a pool of soda, you know? Yeah. Um, you'd probably float pretty good because it's carbonated. Do you think it's, I mean, I would have to think it's heavier than water just because there's like, it's water plus syrup. Maybe I don't understand. I don't understand how uh, fluids work. I'm not an engineer or a scientist. Yeah, I mean, so. we're, we're two guys that, spent college doing business stuff so did we, i could tell you how much it cost did we talk about swimming in alcohol on the last podcast we did yeah yeah why are we bringing we that? found out that that's lighter than water or it's heavier than water so the fun thing about this podcast is that it is essentially just a matter of time before we talk about swimming in every possible liquid we're going to get there no i'm thinking about this though like swimming in here's the thing if you just purchased like soda syrup, right? Mm. Like the stuff that they have in soda machines. Yeah. You could probably, you probably would not have to buy that much of it to like put in an appropriate water amount that would fill like a reasonable swimming pool. Like we could, 
we could do that if we had the space. Right, Our first see. live stream is going to be from Soda Pool. Soda Pool 2021. Soda Pool 2021. 2022, Man. we do Sprite. 2021, we do Coke. Well, those are both sodas. Yeah. So it'd kind of just be Soda Pool 2022 then. Yeah, it would be. I'm saying you don't every wanna, year we do You don't want to venture pool. out. Well, we're going to run out wanna... of sodas eventually. Yeah, that's true. And soda's probably the only feasible like financial option. Can you imagine buying like enough milk to fill up a pool? No. That would run you probably multiple hundreds of dollars. Yeah. We don't have that kind of Patreon money. Oatmeal pool would be fun. That would be interesting. That would, <laughs> I feel like I would sink and just like, can you imagine sitting underwater, but it's just oatmeal? No, I can't. I've never done it. I mean, oatmeal <sighs> baths are a thing. People do it for uh, chicken pox. Real? What? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I'm Say not crazy. more about this. You're saying that people would like fill up bathtubs with oatmeal, or are you just like pouring a couple packets? Oh no, in the no, bath? I don't. I, it's not possible. It's not possible. Um, let's see. Hold on. No, no, no. It's just like one cup of oatmeal. Okay. Whatever. And it's it's, it's a bath bomb. It's just a thing for kids. And you grind it up. You make it super fine. You add a little. You make sure it absorbs water, and then you put it in to a tub of running water. Apparently, stir it up, and then you bathe your child and rub it into the skin. And that it's helps with um, rashes. The way that sure. I, the thing that I heard about it from was Arthur. I'm pretty sure. I think it was from the Chickenpox Arthur episode. I think Arthur took a, an oatmeal bath. Could be wrong. Well, the more but... you know. I kind of want to do the full oatmeal bath now, to be honest with you. You can get oats at a pretty reasonable, large-scale price. You know what I think is really funny is that they used to put people in ice baths when they had a fever. That's wacky. Which is just like, I mean, he's real warm. I guess we should try to get him cold. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Just, if I didn't know anything about medicine, I would also suggest that. I just like being an adult in your early to mid 20s is so powerful because you can like you're still kind of hanging on to those ideas that you had as a kid of like, wouldn't it be so sick if I could do this, but I don't have the money or freedom. Mm -hmm. But then like when you're young, you can like when you have a job, assuming you don't have like a bunch of stuff and bills which most people do but if you don't or you have some disposable income you can do those things like i could go buy a whole cake right now and i could just like eat it yeah stick my hands into it if i wanted to wait oh you just that's all you wanted to do stick your hands in it Feel well it? i want to stick my face yeah. in it yeah eat it i'm gonna eat eat it yeah i'm not just gonna like do that but i'm saying that i could if i wanted to I think the thing is, like, I would see the uh, scene from Matilda where he eats the cake, mm -hmm. and then I would go buy a cake like that, and I would eat it like that with my hands. <laughs> You're going to be the kid? Yeah. <laughs> mm, chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah. That's, I do at some point. I'm going to once I move out, and I don't have to feel residual shame. Uh, eat a chocolate cake with your hands? It might not be chocolate, but I'm going to get a, not a big cake, maybe not even a medium-sized cake. Interesting, coming but from maybe, a man who just said that he doesn't like feeling sticky. That's not sticky. That's solid. 
That's solid stick. Mm. You're confusing it with liquid stick, his predecessor from another franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for listening, folks. (laughs) (laughs) We're at about time. We're at about time. We should probably wrap up the podcast. We never uh, introduced the podcast. Welcome to Terminally Chill. We'll be leaving you very shortly. Any closing thoughts? Anything that you really want to, like, you're dying to get out? Yeah. Um, If there was one thing besides the cake thing that I was going to do as, like, a young adult, I think I would make a bunch of mashed potatoes and put them in a kiddie pool and just, like, roll around for a little bit, like a pig in its slop. Do you have any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are normalize putting large quantities of food in the baths and just sitting in it. Amen. I'm right there with you. Well, folks, you have made it through another episode of the Terminally Chill podcast. That's your penance for this week. Good job. Happy Lent. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at TChillPod. We haven't done much posting recently, but we will get back to it shortly. Um, you can email us at terminallychillpod at gmail.com. Send us your goofs, gags, comments, questions. If you send us anything fun, we will talk about it on air. So that's kind of cool. Send your us ticket your to... solo covers of Beastie Boys songs. We'd love to hear them. Uh, it's your ticket to uh, like W-level fame on our podcast. Uh, well, <laughs> this has been another episode. Hey man, and that's all I got. <laughs> you can you can say a lot about this episode, but one thing you can't say is that was not an episode of a podcast. Hey man, well I'm Hunter. I'm Matthew. Adios. See ya, suckers. I like how you switching. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> trying something new this time.